Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The selling continues just over an hour to go ahead of that close. Worst level of the day right now for the Dow, the S&P, and NASDAQ. Dow Industrial slumping 351 points, down 1.7%. The S&P 500 index dropping 41 points, also down 1.7%. NASDAQ, which had been at a record on Monday, down 147 points now at 6,023, a drop for the NASDAQ Composite Index of 2.4%. The VIX up 36%. We have got the 10-year. The yield there, 2.21%. Gold up 22.30 the ounce to 12.58, up 1.8%. Crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, up 6 tenths of 1%, 48.97 a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you so much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. It's 11.48 in the Bay Area and 2.48 on Wall Street. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists. I'm Mark Whitehouse, an editor for Bloomberg View. How can Donald Trump keep his Twitter constituents engaged? A look at his account suggests a simple formula. Disparage Obama and the mainstream media and say America a lot. The president prides himself on using the best words. But which are really the best on Twitter. To get a sense, I did a kind of statistical analysis called a regression to see which of his 16 most used words or groups of words were associated with the most combined retweets and favorites. Most didn't have much clear-cut effect, but some did stand out. Very roughly, Obama added 41,000 to the retweet and favorite count, a pretty big deal given an average count of about 108,000. America and fake, the latter typically connected to news or media, were also associated with higher counts. On the downside, word groups including Obamacare, Fox News, and Republican were all associated with lower counts. All told, the picture suggests a Twitter constituency that isn't terribly interested in policy and party politics, but is very patriotic and loves to see Trump take jabs at Barack Obama and an elitist media. I'm Mark Whitehouse. For more Bloomberg opinion and commentary, please go to Bloomberg.com slash view or view go on the Bloomberg terminal. This has been Bloomberg View. And Bloomberg View commentaries can be heard every weekday at this time, also at 548 a.m., 848 a.m., and 1148 a.m. Wall Street time right here on Bloomberg Radio. Well, those who voted for Donald Trump are definitely standing by him. At least that's according to some reporting by our Bloomberg's uh, politics team. Uh, and let's uh, dig a little bit into that. Uh, Esme Duprez is projects and investigators reporter at Bloomberg News. She joins us uh, from our bureau in Los Angeles. And you guys, uh, you specifically, Esme, you put out a story says that that reports how Trump's Rust Belt voters have changed since the election. Have they changed or are they still supporting him? So by and large, uh, they are definitely still supporting him. But let's just back up and talk about the impetus for this. I mean, clearly Trump's victory in November came as a surprise, right? The polls, Mm -hmm. the conventional wisdoms told us that Hillary Clinton would coast to victory. So we really wanted to hear from voters that we're talking to. You know, we wanted to, you know, these are the voters in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, and Wisconsin. There are eight in total. And these are the people that put Trump in the White House. And we wanted to see, you know, are they going to kind of let him stay there? so to speak. Uh, and, you know, so far, I mean, really, obviously, you know, it's hard to generalize totally, but by and large, they are sticking by him. I mean, they are seeing him, you know, cancel the Trans-Pacific Partnership, as he said he would. They really see that as a victory. Um, you know, they're seeing him pushing ahead with a wall with Mexico. They're seeing, you know, 
pledges to, you know, kill uh, Obamacare and replace it with something better. And so they really see this as hopeful things that Trump is doing and that, you know, evidence that he's fulfilling his campaign pledges. Uh, it's, it's remarkable, you know, the, in, in as much as the election uh, brought to our attention how there really are two Americas when it comes to sort of uh, their interpretation of the, of the news. There's also two sort of sets of media, and, and, I, and I think it's interesting, too, that we, we see in particular Fox News um, really downplaying these big stories of this week, both the, the, the you know, the, the news about uh, the Comey, uh, the president telling Comey, to, asking Comey to drop the investigation and, and, the, and the earlier stories, that uh, those stories are hardly um, uh, appearing or, or being very significantly downplayed on Fox when compared to other television networks or, 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 or beyond. Yeah, I think that that's that's a that's definitely kind of leads to one of the most striking findings that we've found. I think it's been really striking to see how wide the gulf is between how kind of Democrats and maybe to some extent, you know, mainstream media, CNN, uh, are judging Trump's pres- presidency. You know, obviously there's been people talk about a series of blunders and failures, and then there's this very striking contrast to how our voters are viewing him. You know, they say, well, he continues to shake up the establishment. When he fires James Comey, it's proof that he's, you know, draining the swamp. He's continuing to buck convention, and they're very, you know, happy about those things. So I think they're aware of, obviously, what's going on in Trump's presidency, but they definitely view it in much uh, in a much different light, I would say, than, um, than, than many other people. And you talk to a 51-year-old real estate state broker. Um, you talk to a 50-year-old program manager for a car uh, industry company. You talk to a driver for an industri- industrial, I guess, repair company, again, in his 50s. Someone who is in his early 60s who's semi-retired. Uh, you also talk to somebody who was, I think, in her 30s, fast food worker, uh, also a 41-year-old account executive. Um so range of people. So they're staying pat. They still support him, even though health care isn't done. Uh, the wall isn't built. Um, there's a lot of things that he promised on the campaign trail that haven't happened yet. And if health care reform goes through as he wishes, there actually will be a lot more people that don't have health insurance. Yeah, so we definitely tried to get a range of people from different walks of life. I mean, I will say they do kind of represent this, you know, largely white middle class base of support in the Midwest that, um, that, that, you know, propelled Trump to the White House. And one thing that we found that speaks to your question is that they really just have this emotional connection with President Trump. They're mm-hmm. willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, even if they may not necessarily agree with every single thing he does or see everything, everything that he does as, you know, as a, as a success. I mean, of course, healthcare is a great example you know it's may not pass the senate as as it passed the house but they're saying you know they have faith they have faith that he's going to you know change the healthcare landscape one way or another um you know what my my voter our, our one of our voters in wisconsin bryn bemick she says you know so what if he doesn't build the wall you know i'm not going to see his failure i'm not going to see his presidency as a failure if the wall doesn't get built um but i am interested in the fact that he's you know i, I do give him credit for trying and that's what he's doing and so they're really giving him credit for trying and kind of understanding the political realities, too, that he faces. And to some extent, you know, placing blame on those those political, con- you know, the, 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 the complicated political equation that, that President Trump, you know, is dealing with in, in passing his agenda, despite the fact of having, you know, members of his own party control Congress. 
and indeed, the the ability. I mean, Republicans in Congress, uh, some of them, you know, really want to get stuff done. And and uh, what one imagines them looking at this, saying, "Come on, guys, we've got a, we've got a chance to do some stuff," and it's not happening. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to tell you guys was just, you know, Bill Cheney, he's our guy in Wisconsin. He's told me numerous times that if the Democrats are unhappy with tr- what Trump is doing, uh, it means president, the president is doing something right. And thus Bill Cheney is happy. And I think that that's a really powerful sentiment. I mean, President Trump is, is, you know, bucking establishment. He's shaking, a, or sorry, he's, you know, shaking up the establishment. He's bucking convention. And the viewer and the voters that we, that we're talking to are really, you know, rewarding him for that with this is their just, sentiment. Esme, I feel like this is just a case of a lot of people who, whether you like Donald Trump or not, wanted something different. And so maybe it's not going as planned, but he is certainly something different. Exactly. Yes, he is. He is very. He is certainly something different. Um, I think the the recent firing, as you mentioned, of, of FBI Director Comey was a really powerful example of, mm-hmm. you know, this has been called a grotesque abuse of power, a potential obstruction of justice. Our voters, to a T, said, you know, Trump has his reasons. He should have done it sooner. They are not upset that he uh, fired, you know, FBI Director Comey. And, and you know, if anything, they were like, why didn't he do it sooner? I guess the midterm elections will ultimately tell us how much people are sticking with him, and and we'll have to see how this week plays out as well and whether or not he gets to uh, some of his things on his agenda as well. Esme, I love this story. Smart reporting, real news, and something we need gives you perspective in this environment. Yeah, I'll tweet that one out uh, at Corey TV as well. Esme Duprez, projects and investigations reporter at Bloomberg News, joining us from our bureau in Los Angeles. This is Bloomberg Radio.